What's up, everybody? My name is Dave, and on the Writer Lifestyle Podcast, we are going to explore the strategies and tools that help writers and creatives live happier, richer, more productive lives. We're here to prove that writing careers are more than hobbies and that making a good living isn't just possible, it's probable. We're going to do this through interviews, articles, tutorials, reviews, and more. So be sure to subscribe and join the Writer Lifestyle community because you're not going to want to miss any episodes. All right, welcome to part one of this very special interview. Today, I'll be talking to Bennett Pellington, award-winning writer, director, and producer of Miner's Mountain. His short film is on YouTube, and you really need to check it out. I've linked to it in the show notes. It won Best Short Film Beaufort International Film Festival in 2020. In part one of this interview, we're gonna be talking about Miner's Mountain, how the story came to be, and how Bennett's study of character led him to this years-long process to develop this story. We're also gonna be talking about the second installment of Miner's Mountain, and where he is in that process. You can see the trailer linked in the show notes as well. Finally, we'll talk a little bit about genre and why he likes writing thrillers. Let's dive right in. my first question as a fan because i loved miner's mountain thank you as a lot of people did i mean two million views obviously did something right so as a fan of your of your work i have to ask what, what's up with part two when are we going to get it and you tell me <laughs> i'm uh so we i never thought i was going to do a part two at all yeah really? i mean i have a whole uh series plan if that would ever to go or a feature during 2020 you know in the midst of the quarantine i was just i don't know man i just I had to do something i was getting so bored and a lot of the guys were good getting tested and whatnot and we ended up having the most of the actors come up on a they're coming up on like a saturday and we we're gonna do just this little tiny behind the scenes thing because i'm trying to put together a little behind the scenes making up sort of thing Nice. So we're just going to come and interview them really quick, and that'd be that. I don't know what it was, uh, the Tuesday or Wednesday beforehand, I was at my house, and I was watching something kind of creepy, and like, I don't know, for like the horror fans out there, like, if you ever get in like a mood, like, you get excited when something's actually creepy, you know? So like, I just wanted to kind of stay in that zone, I guess, and I just kept allowing myself to get weirded out and creeped out and I saw something in the house that kind of inspired all of part two and uh yeah from that night from like 9 p.m or 10 p.m until 7 a.m I just I wrote part two nice and uh so they came in town on Saturday and then we shot Sunday Monday Tuesday oh wow yeah so it was, it was less than you know like five days basically and then shoot uh, so I never anticipated doing part two, at least not with my money again or other people's, you know, I just, that was, I, that was the last thing I wanted to do. But anyway, long story short, we're pretty happy with what we got. But, you know, again, with everything being COVID, it just takes so much longer. It's a lot of money's being spent and it's coming out of my pocket, you know, so it's like, I have to be responsible about what's being spent and when, Yeah. especially during that time period. So right now we're closing in on finishing up the visual effects. And, uh, and it should be coming out. You know, I, the trailer said coming soon. That was eight months ago, but it's going to be coming out really soon. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine what that process is like of, of first of all, kind of throwing it together within a, within a week. And then, no, um, never do you that know, now <laughs> never, never do that. Again. Yeah. It sounds brutal. It sounds brutal for sure. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, so actually, uh, I was I was curious about hearing a little bit more because I read the press kit for uh, Miner's Mountain, and I, I was really interested in talking to you because of that story process. Uh, I thought that was so interesting because a lot of people talk about you know where do stories come from, and everyone kind of is like, oh, it's like this rant, like you know, kind of just pops in my head. And it sounds like you have like a really solid origin for this for this particular story, um, with like a you know, it was a campfire story from your dad, right? And then it kind of just ruminated and, and went from there. So can you share that? Sure. Yeah. We were at a family vacation with some other family and my sister just kept bugging my dad to tell her a, a scary story. My dad wasn't going to do it because he knew that she'd get mad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, long story short, I get, he, he kind of, he basically laid the foundation of Miner's Mountain. He, he told my sister, uh, he was like, I won't tell you a scary story, but he basically started off by saying he had read something on the internet earlier that day about the local wildlife officer having to come up a couple weeks ago to someone's house a mile or two, mile or two nearby. And, uh, and, uh, basically, you know, the flashback of Sheriff Jeffries, you know, investigating was pretty much everything that he said. So he was just, mess- she got so pissed and like, yeah, anyway, it was just, it was a lot of fun, but for some, some reason that, that story just like stuck with me for a long, long time, you know, and, yeah. and the more that I, the more that I studied uh, writing and filmmaking, a lot of these writers that I'd meet or producers or directors, they always said like, you know, they have so many hundreds and hundreds of ideas, but the ones that like you end up making are the ones that just stick with you, mm. you know, the ones that you're just constantly revisiting every year or thinking about, you know, a couple times a month, whatever. And, and that was one of them, one of mine, at least, uh, I guess not really one of mine, my dad's, but uh, <laughs> So yeah, so he kind of laid the foundation, and then over the next couple of years, I uh, I kind of made it my own. And then in 2014, we got the budget between myself and our executive producer Bobby Sigworth to go shoot all the stuff you see that's in flashback now in the short film. So we got a really great crew and cast, and went up to Boone, North Carolina, uh, or Blowing Rock to be exact. Anyway, so we shot. Shot everything you see in flashback over the course of three days, three-ish days. And then I got home and edited it, and uh, I was really happy with what we got. Um, But it just didn't – and I know there's plenty of people out there who, you know, might tell you now, like, just go shoot a scary scene. You don't have to, you know, make a whole story and have an arc and this and that and the other. But I had never done that properly. So that was more of a challenge. Like, I, yeah, I could have released it as like just that whole sequence and maybe even a little tense or whatever. But I just, I just felt like there was more. So it just honestly it sat around for a couple of years, and then I'd revisit it once once in a while and, and kind of tweak it or see if like maybe I was just looking at it from the wrong angle or you know whatever. And then I think it was early 2017. I was just on like a jog. I usually don't like doing flashbacks, but then this whole thing hit me where it's like, well, you can play it out as if it's less of a flashback and more of like the true detective style of being interviewed, recounting the events and then seeing how their events play out uh, as opposed to like what they're saying and seeing if those two things line up. So yeah, so I got that idea and I was like, oh, I think Matt, that's maybe my way in to finish it off. So wrote that, and then in 2017, almost the same exact time. I think we shot the first one in like early July in 2014. Yeah, so then we shot the second part of it in early July of 2017. And then again with money, it was just 
took two more years for post-production with visual effects and, you know, kind of doing it on your own. But also I had a lot of really great post-production people who like lended me their talents and skills and the co-editor, Jesse Enters did, did the co-edit as well as like sound design and color and just so many things. And it just got to the point where I was like, I'm done carrying this thing around, man. I'm sick of it. I want to move on. I don't, I'm yeah. sure my friends are sick of hearing about Miner's Mountain. So yeah, in 2019, I felt good enough about it so we just played the little festival circuit for a little while and then 2020 happened and yeah. I just put it up on youtube yeah i mean that's i think that's all i think that's really what stood out to me is that that i that story right it was and i think you nailed it um in terms of identifying where that story arc needed to happen mm. And that's really, I think, what stood out to me so much was I watch a fair number of like shorts on on YouTube. It's a good way to like kind of spend a little bit of time and um, burn a little bit of time here and there. And, and that yeah. one just really stood out to me because I feel like and, and you probably know this better than anybody. I feel like a lot of these shorts are getting to the scare and then getting out. And, you know, they're like there's there's they're just leave behind so much. Um, yeah. And I really felt like you captured a lot of that, which was I thought was so interesting. And like I said, I read that I read your uh, press kit and i was like yeah that's that's exactly like spot on to what what i kind of was reacting to so I oh, thought that was super cool that's great man um, thank you yeah i have to agree yeah. with you uh you know i don't want to discount anybody either because there's plenty of videos out there who are probably spent way less money than i did and have millions more views than i do but <laughs> still yeah i i uh my big thing i like i like i'm really drawn to characters mm. so it's like i love horror movies and i wouldn't even really call miners mountain that much of a horror to me it's more of like a thriller yeah. Um, uh, but, but yeah, it seems like a lot of the shorts on YouTube and even some feature films that are getting made, uh, they kind of just, uh, lack the character motivation and like common sense, certain things. I mean, granted, I, you know, I play with the same cliches and whatnot. Sometimes there's no way around it. But yeah. It's just kind of all building up to that scare and it's either the quick jump scare or, you know, the Hitchcock version of like show the bomb in the briefcase underneath someone's you know, table, but they don't right. know, you know, and build up yep. that suspense, um, which I'm more attracted to. I don't know if I hit that on the head or not in Myers Mountain, but yeah, I just, I, I wanted to tell a story, you know, that, that was mainly for me, it was just the challenge. Cause yeah, I could have just released that whole sequence, you know, of uh, young Sheriff Jeffries or young officer Jeffries in the woods after he talked with Roseanne hmm. and it might've been a little creepy, but it was just kind of that face value thing. And I just felt like there was more there. I couldn't agree more. I think Officer Jeffrey's character really came out in the the older version of him, yeah, um, and, and played really well there. So I've I've seen The Visitor, um, oh, so nice. I know you don't do exclusively horror, mm. uh, it, but is there something that influences your work? Is it you prefer that thriller style? You prefer that the ticking time bomb, like you mentioned? Yeah, you know, I as most like young guys, you know, um, and I'm sure plenty of young women too, but like I just find that a lot of more like young guys they just want to be thrilled and scared, you know? And, and I, I grew up my, my younger cousin, Zach, I grew up showing him all the scary movies and just seeing as he progressed and got older, older, like he'd stop getting as scared on certain things for a while. Yeah. It was all about the horror and stuff. And then when I started discovering other movies, like dramas that I really, really enjoyed when I started finding the whole character arcs and seeing how filmmakers and writers like developed plot points and characters where I started falling in love with that more. So, um, I, I do love the thriller, uh, genre. I just think it's such a great genre to help build tension and kind of feel a little 
claustrophobic and who hasn't ever felt like they just have the world on their shoulders and yeah you know what i mean i think that a lot of people can relate even if it is like uh wild circumstances like any filmmaker i think i'd love to work in every genre except for comedy comedy freaks me out man i'm not <laughs> like i in in regular life i think i'm a pretty outgoing guy and yeah. can get along with just about anybody but uh writing comedy is not <laughs> i can't do that i'm terrible at writing that's <laughs> that scares me I, yeah. I don't know about that but uh yeah well so what are you working on now uh right now well finishing part two and my friend trip and i uh he's one of my writing partners he and i are writing a screenplay right now it's a feature film a thriller oh it's kind of like a it's a bit of a thriller but i just mentioned comedy but he's got a really great knack for writing dark comedy um so it's a bit of a thriller slash dark comedy but anyway um sounds yeah. like a match made in heaven right yeah it kind of you know <laughs> yin to my yang you know yeah there you <laughs> so, go <laughs> um so we're writing that uh there's a script i've been working on for pff, way too long i just need to probably move on it's something i developed when i was like 16 and every year i just revisit it and write another 30 pages and write another yeah. anyway so that's kind of an ongoing i think at this point it's just to keep writing <laughs> i don't know that i'll ever make it maybe one day but uh working on that and then uh working uh, my good friend and another my other writing partner nick westfall he's a filmmaker and he's done a couple small features he and i have been writing something as well and he's got something in development that we're hoping that takes off soon that i'd jump on board to produce nice that's um, awesome so yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot going on, but um, just also still having to work that day job. You know, I've kind of milked 2020 as much as I could mm-hmm. um, without having to go. I've worked about uh, 10 years-ish uh, as like a genie on, on films and TV shows as an electrician mm-hmm. or a grip. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually just took a, a job as an electrician for on a show coming up that starts next week, just because I, you know, the writing and directing isn't fully paying the bills yet <laughs> so <laughs> yeah gotta do what you gotta do so you're in you're in north carolina right yeah and there's a i guess there's a pretty good film scene down there i mean can you talk mm-hmm. about that a little bit yeah yeah uh wilmington north carolina they have the um, screen gems studios um and they've been host to films like uh you know stephen king's Firestarter with drew barrymore and uh iron man three shot here and uh, a bunch of like teen dramas on shit like One Tree Hill and Dawson's Creek okay. and all of those, you know, a lot of those shows shot here. And so, yeah, it's got a, a really, a really great uh, industry here and a really awesome, um, really awesome crews. A lot of, a lot of my best friends that I've made from uh, meeting them on set. Oh, that's cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, obviously Charlotte too, Charlotte and uh, Raleigh. They have a pretty big industry. There's a movie, just two movies, just shot in Charlotte that finished up probably a month ago, a couple of years back. Hunger Games shot here up in, in Asheville, up in the mountains. So, yeah, it's uh, it's nowhere near jo- Georgia's size or anything. Mm. But all right, and that's it. So in part two of this interview, Bennett and I will be talking about breaking into the film industry and his path to filmmaking. So if you're interested at all in how to break into the film industry or how to write for the film industry, or even how to write your own movies, part two of this interview is going to be really, really interesting. We also dive a little bit more into how to develop character. So definitely check that out.